0: We begin this evening with a new short film celebrating the creative women and men of our great Irish cultural revolution. The film is called The Ballad of the Crimson Warrior and it pays tribute to rebels and innovators, writers and fighters who challenged a nation to reawaken its own spirit. Its musical narrative of original songs and traditional tunes illustrated with uh, portraits of the revolutionary years created by the acclaimed Irish artist Mick O'Dea. And this song is performed by Mike Hanrahan and Sive O'Sullivan. It's called The Crimson Warrior.
1: Ancient fire on the hillside I am amber, come lay me down Ancient thunder all along the night sky I am courage, come lay me down We are daughter and son of the Crimson Warrior Sister and brother of the Crimson Warrior Cross the fields all along the valleys Oh, you of freedom, come lay me down Sacred tree, now rest me easy Come gather round, come lay me down We are daughter and son of the Crimson Warrior Sister and brother of the Crimson Warrior oh, oh, oh. me over, ancient warrior, come lay me down for you. I go now into the clearing for you alone. I lay me down for you alone. I lay me down for you alone. I lay me down for you alone. Lay me down
0: song The Crimson Warrior performed by Mike Hanrahan and Sive O'Sullivan that features in the new short film The Ballad of the Crimson Warrior and uh, Mike Hanrahan joins me in studio. I'm also joined by our very own Liz Gillis, South Dublin County Council historian in residence. Who is the Crimson Warrior, Mike? I guess the Crimson Warrior is the
2: warrior of centuries, really. The character was uh, influenced by and inspired by Peter Clancy. Uh, a Clare volunteer who he was an outfitter in Dublin he, and he's a place and he started work in Clare and then moved his way up to Dublin and then joined the volunteers from the Department Rotunda and he was very much involved right, right at the heart of, of the fight in 16 he ended up in prison after 16 and, and came back and he was uh, he moved up the ranks in Dublin in, in the battalions and very much part of the the centre of the clique in around Collins and in the decision making so he was a very very important character. I liked his story. And then I thought it would have been nice just to write a story about all the warriors who were around over the centuries, right through people who were trying to get to where they were. And I got the Crimson Warrior because Clancy's name is translated as the Ruddy Warrior. And I just thought Ruddy wasn't really that
0: uh, poetic. Could be misinterpreted. (laughs) It
2: could be anything. (laughs) So I, I just changed it to Crimson Warrior. And then yeah, it, it's a tribute to him and, and and people like him. And then I really felt when I'd finished the song that I needed to hear the voice from the women because my film is very much aimed at, at shining a light on the women of the revolution. So I wanted to hear uh, the female voice coming back at me and re- responding to, to the Crimson Warrior as he says, his he's, it's over for him, he can do no more. Did I do okay? That's basically the tenet of his. And I rang Sive, uh, my friend Sive, great songwriter, excellent entertainer and a great writer she she just writes lovely songs and she came back and, and did the, her part of it. So I thought, oh, yeah, this is it's just ideal for what I wanted to do.
0: Of course, the other big collaboration is with Mick O'Dea. So there's a lot of wonderful rostrum camera work and a lot of wonderful images which have been created uh, by, by Mick O'Dea. So, I mean, at what point did you get together with him? Well, I've known Mick all our lives. We've, we've grew up together and our families are, are, are connected,
2: interconnected. My parents and his parents come from the same parish, So we grew up together. We we played hurling and football and a bit of music. And I've always watched his career as an artist. I've seen it from day one when he was a teenager. I've watched him progress from exhibition to exhibition. And I knew he was doing a lot of the exhibitions on on the, the period, particularly from 16 on. And he did an amazing one on the black and tans. So I asked him, he, has come, he came to a couple of my history shows that I did in the, the libraries of Clare over the last few years. And I asked him, would he, could I use his imagery? Because I really wanted this show to be the artist's response to the artists uh, of 100 years on. Because for me, it was the artists involved in the revolution that drew me in and their story drew me in and and their courage and bravery of what they achieved because they were going after their own sense of themselves and they were bringing Ireland back to its people through its culture and I felt that if I was going to finish my studies from this period of our history it had to be the artist's response a hundred years on and that's why I asked Mick and he was delighted.
0: Liz, I think it would be fair to say that you are obsessed with the period of the War of Independence. <laughs> I don't think it would be unfair to say that anyway. Um, and a lot of the imagery, the music, uh, the imagery in the songs, but also the imagery, Mick O'Dea's imagery resonated with you.
3: Oh yeah, um, like when Mike sent me the video to have a look at because we're doing a Q&A Jordan Tradfest, wasn't mm. it? So I was looking at it for the first time and hearing the song was like, this is absolutely amazing. All the songs are fantastic, but Crimson Warrior in particular just resonates with me. And I'm looking at Mick's images and they're flashing up and I'd seen that exhibition on the Black and Tans and Auxiliaries that Mick did a couple of years back and it's an amazing exhibition. But because the song's about Pader Clancy and... He really gets overlooked in this period, despite the fact that he's so important and he's killed on Bloody Sunday, and, but yet he gets lost in that whole story of Bloody Sunday. And the image of Paddock Clancy comes up. Next of all, another image comes up, and it's of Ormond Winter, who is the okay, god... OK, you'll have
0: to explain who Ormond Winter is, described by the British civil servant Mark Sturge. I think he used the word snake. That's right.
3: Yeah, one yeah. of the names for him. Uh, his other uh, name was the Holy Terror... And with a name like that, you can tell he wasn't a nice person. But he's over intelligence. He, when the British reorganised intelligence in 1920, after Collins had wiped out the G-men. He's sent over to reorganise, and it's his men that he brings over from England and abroad that are the intelligence operatives that get assassinated on the morning of Bloody Sunday. So he's based in Dublin Castle, and in Dublin Castle, it's where McKee, Padder Clancy and Dick McKay, with Conor Clown, are then killed in the guardroom. But he's overseeing all of this. So you see Padder Clancy, listens to this beautiful song that that Mike has written, and Sy's voices is coming in. And next of all, just this image of Ormond Winter. And it's a very striking image. It's a very um,
0: striking face. Yes. Monaco, very, very bold. And yeah, definitely a striking
3: face. And my reaction, I won't repeat what the, the word I use, but it was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. This is, is just between Mike's song and mixed images that Mike actually chose. They just married together beautifully and in the song the one about the first world war where you've got francis ledwich in and there's beautiful imagery that makes people when you see those images it makes you go who is that why are they there and the whole film is a journey of that whole period and using mixed images it just enhances it and brings it all to life and makes people question
0: and who's responding to who Mike, are you responding to Mick D's images? Did he create images in response to some of your music? How did it work?
3: No,
2: I had, I had the show written and then I, I had the privilege of getting I said, countless works from Mick on digital form into my house, and I was sitting down watching them for days and days, and trying to figure out which one would fit in. I knew certain ones I wanted. I knew the Ledwich one for me. I really wanted Mark Ledwich because of his connection with Thomas McDonough, because McDonough was one of my favorite people of of '16. So a, and um,
0: the image is very striking. He's basically really? standing almost yes. like in the middle of Passchendaele There's nobody else there, just himself. And the bit quite is a distance there. image as and well.
2: And the bittern is there. The, the bird. You ah, know? right, of course. And uh, it's that because he'd written a. Poem Poem. He shall not hear the bitter yeah, cry in yeah, wild sky that, where he is that, maiden, yeah. And I used to use that poem in when I did the show in 16 with Brendan uh, Bedley, we, we recited that poem. So when I saw the piece, I thought, oh, I know where that has to be. So I guess some of the pieces just, they put themselves into their positions mm. quite naturally. And then for the Craggy Hill one, it was like he actually drew that especially for me for this film.
0: Liz, has there been much collaboration? of the type that we're talking about, between between artists uh, in relation to the War of Independence or between artists and historians?
3: Yeah, the Decades, Centenaries, Miles has been absolutely brilliant in opening these collaborations. And I've been involved with a lot of artists since 2016 with different things, whether it's uh, playwrights, writers, singers, songwriters. And what it has done, it is just brought the history to a completely new audience and everyone has an interpretation of the events that happened in our past and history, it just also shows history is not just to be found in books. It is through our poetry. Just the way Mike has honoured the artists of the revolution who were parts of that cultural revolution that became involved in that political revolution and beyond and they're doing it 100 years on and they're collaborating with the historians 100 years on so it's bringing everything together and just the creativity is unbelievable what is being produced is amazing and I've seen younger audiences like kids are getting involved through art and it's just opening it all up making history accessible and that's what it's all about so it's been brilliant
2: I I think the government support has been really crucial I couldn't have made this film without the help of Culture Ireland. I mean, we tried several places to get funding for it and we couldn't get it and I went to Culture Ireland and they came with us all along the way. So without that government support for the last 10 years, and it is so great to see so much happening. For someone like me who just, I was on the side just reading away books that was fascinated by this period of history, and suddenly you're able to go to see other things and hear other people talk about, and it's all because of this support. And I I really believe it's what the president said, that the country actually, we took possession of our history in the last 10 years. The people took possession of themselves, and that's really beautiful, And, and... that's a lot. A lot of thanks to the the force of, of some great people in, in the department. I think.
0: And Mike, a lot of the Irish Revolution inspired other revolutions, mm. other anti-colonial revolutions, and you reflect that in the music. I think in the use of instruments.
2: Yeah. But I wanted to say as well, because it was I was fascinated to read that in the Commons there was a report about the Egyptian Sinn Fein were up in arms. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought this is amazing. And then you discovered well the African Sinn Fein were up in arms as well. So Sinn Fein had really got into their in under their skin, you know, uh, Collins and the boy and and his crew and so I thought it would be great. And then there's a tune called O Roche de the which we all know it, but mm. it's actually a battle tune that goes back hundreds of years and I wanted to use the chorus in that and use that as the kind of the salute to the people all over the world so we got the music and we played music tonal like phrases from Egyptian music and things and tried to mix it into the the Urusha de and that was due sincere thanks to Aldoc my pal who, who filmed this and recorded the music and, and played on it he was amazing
0: and an important aspect of the music and the film for you, I know, is paying tribute to the women of the revolution who have been kind of left out of the equation a lot over the last hundred years. Not not now, in fairness, not now. But that was important to you as well.
2: Oh, huge. I mean, I did... I used to say in, 16, in 2016, when I was on the show, that if I wasn't that stupid, I'd have thought there was no women were even around in, in 1916 with the history we were given. And thankfully, people like Liz are, are just... The stuff that's coming out and the, the research and, and they're giving us all these amazing books and an insight into the courage of the women. And for me, I really wanted to mark it. I, I've read a lot of the stories, mainly thanks to Liz, of the women involved in the revolution. And then of course there was for me, Eve Gore Booth inside in the middle of it all. And she's just to me is oh Ma- amazing person, what she was doing 100 years ago, fighting for the rights of women in the way she was with underground magazines and, and writing beautiful work in that magazine, the Urania magazine. What she was trying to do was give that voice to, to the women of the time. So she, I use her poem in, in, in the piece before I, I sing this song called Craggy Hill, which is basically dedicated to women. And I had this image of the Craggy Hill, my grandmother's house, in the back of our house, was a craggy hill. And I had this image that this is where we, as a nation, left the women of the revolution after 1922. Mm. And we just cast them aside and we forgot about them. And that's how the sense I got, because when I was reading all this stuff, I couldn't believe these amazing people all over the country, uh, thousands of women who were, who were involved, and we never knew about them. And I just felt this this is a guy coming back to the craggy hill, saying, look at it, like, we're sorry, you know.
0: So basically, when, after the revolution, he was back to the kitchen.
2: Yeah, that's it. And that's the way it was. Couldn't
0: sit on juries. Nothing, they couldn't do anything, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: So that's what Craigie Hill is, is a celebration of them
0: being found up in this hill and saying, yeah, we know you're there. Liz, there aren't that many songs <clears throat> about the Irish Revolution, about women, written about women, are there?
3: No. You have The Soldiers of Coming to Mon, which is a great song. It was written, I think, in 1916 by Brian mm. O'Higgins. Yeah. You've got Grace, Jim McCann, but there's not actually a lot of songs about the role that women played it's always in the supporting role the mother and the the irish soldier boy and stuff and Zion rebel. but it's it's always women are you know the support as in they're the mother at the door or the the, the wife or the, the ones
0: who were left behind basically
3: yeah but not you know not telling, participating yeah of what the women actually did apart from the soldiers uh, coming home which is a brilliant brilliant song and it should be played more because it does recognise the role of women at that time in the revolutionary movement, but um, yeah, we, we need a few more um, because they did enough <laughs> well, on their own. Right,
0: you've got one more now. We'll, we'll hear <laughs> yes, it. Uh, it's brilliant on the it's way brilliant. out. We'll hear. We'll hear Craggy Hill. But uh, Mike, finally, what are your plans for the film?
2: Well. You know, when you do something, and uh, yeah, I've lived with this for eight years and studying, and and then you get the film done, and I'm I'm terrible at the next part of it. <laughs> I really am terrible. Uh, like it's done, and I'm really happy, and now I've got to try and get it out to people. So I'm 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 working with a few people to try and uh, promote it. Uh, it's not my best. Uh, I'm not really great at that side of it. But there's people in America looking for it. In Milwaukee, showed it in January, the Milwaukee Fest, the Arkansas Irish Fest are want to show it, and they want to bring me back out to Milwaukee as well. And and then we're going to spread it around to a few people. We had it in a show, the festival a few week, couple of weeks ago. And we'll, we're going to have to spread it around to other centres. I'm going to a UL in Limerick to, sh- to do a showing. And wherever I can, we can manage it, if the finances give us a chance, Liz is going to join me and we're going to do a Q&A because we did a Q&A in Dublin. And honest to God, the two of us would have been... We'd still be there talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... It was just a lovely, a lovely event, and the people stayed, and and it, it adds another layer onto the presentation. So I just want to get the film out there, and that's really what I want to do.
0: Okay, well, let's finish with uh, Craggy Hill. We know what it's about, and what you're uh, doing is what the cultural revolutionaries did for a whole generation of young men and women over a century ago, telling us our story through. All sorts of different methods Methods which are are centuries old Through music, through song, through art Through poetry, obviously through film Which isn't uh, isn't centuries old Uh, My guests are Mike Hanrahan and Liz Gillis And this is The Craggy Hill
1: On a craggy hill A long ago winter's morning We watched the sun Hanging with the moon We thought this bloody war Would soon be over One day soon, you said, one day soon for you and me This war never ended We fought side by side And soon we turned the gun In this bitter, twisted world of our envy Is the battle ever won? I often think about you in the springtime On a summer breeze when I hear the cuckoo shrill When the autumn falls around me like a thunder I hear you now on Craggy Hill We left our dreams somewhere on the hillside Where the hazel and the wildflower bloom Ever since that day we parted I lay down with the ghost of you ghost of you You the poet who wrote about her comrades You the artist who painted her in still You a vanquished revolution I hear you now on craggy hill